0: What are the answers to life's most important questions? Actually, you can't avoid answering these questions because you already do. It happens simply by how you've chosen to structure your priorities, spend your money, and use your time. Tune in as we interview pastors and leaders throughout the valley discussing the must-answer questions. Welcome to The Form Show.
1: Welcome to The Form Show. Mark Lucas here, KPXQ. It's 5 o'clock on Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in and being with us. Wherever you are right now, whether you're driving or just finishing your day, whether you're picking up the kids from soccer practice, we are elated that you choose to be with us right here at Faith Talk 1360 every week on Monday for The Form Show. Mark Lucas here. It is a joy to be able to spend time with you. I am a local guy. I'm a native, I'm a pastor, been in the Valley my entire life, been doing ministry here for about 15 years, and now I'm the new local ministry director right here at Faith Talk 1360. This show is all about taking questions a little bit deeper. We are all forming a philosophy in life, we're all forming our values, we're forming really the most important parts of who we are and our character every single day. These questions really propel us to think a little bit deeper, to think about things like goal of life. Are you living for something bigger than yourself? What is your mission? What is your purpose? So I get the privilege once a week to interview friends and pastors and leaders from all over the valley and to ask them these questions, to be authentic, to be genuine, to be real, to know that we are all work in progress But in the midst of all this, these conversations, my prayer is that they will bless you. They will allow you to really start to examine your life, your marriage, your values, and really look at yourself and say, you know what, how can I be exactly who God wants me to be in the areas of my relationships, in the areas of who I am in ministry, in the areas of who I am at work? So these are the fantastic questions that we get to ask every single week. So today... I get to sit down with a really good friend of mine, Kyle Glenn. He's the campus pastor over at Sun Valley Tempe. We've been friends, gosh, over, I don't know, it's probably been like seven or eight years, I would say, Kyle. He's just a really good friend, incredible man that loves the Lord so much. He's been married 22 years, has three teenage, yes, teenage daughters, 22 years of ministry, the same actually as marriage. He also had an incredible year ministering in Guatemala, and Kyle, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks so much for being on The Form Show. You're my friend. I'm honored to have you here. Excited to get into these questions. So, Kyle, we're just going to dive right in.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mark. What a privilege it is that you would invite me. Thanks for entrusting me to your your listeners, and yeah, I appreciate your friendship We've had an opportunity to serve together at a local church, and uh, and continue that relationship that you and I have both had. Really appreciate being on the the show today.
1: Well, love having you here, and thanks for saying that. Uh, ditto. I mean, really appreciate you. Appreciate our friendship, and appreciate you giving the time to be here on the form show. So let's jump right in, Kyle. These five questions, they're lofty questions. You've picked out two questions, the essential questions in life. The first one we're going to jump into, brother, is this, the question of meaning and purpose. Are you living for something bigger than yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the two questions we're going to focus on today, Mark, the first one has everything to do with relationships. We have a God who created us, and the whole purpose of our creation is for relationship, relationship with God. God, prior to creating mankind, had relationship with Himself. God has never been lonely, and He models that for us as He creates human beings. He desires and wants us to be in, in life giving relationship. First and foremost, our relationship with Him. That vertical relationship and then the relationship, the horizontal relationship with others, so friends and family and coworkers and neighbors, uh, that is what life is all about. In the end, all that matters is two things, and you you and I have talked about this in the yes, past, Mark. we have. Uh, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Mm. The relationships that we have, the investments that we make in those relationships, that is what will continue. Uh, The material possessions, the things that we we pour ourselves into that are temporal, the time that we spend that's temporal obviously does not last and cannot impact eternity, but relationships can. And so our meaning, uh, your meaning, my meaning, all of our listeners' meaning, uh, comes from God. God gives us our meaning. God gives us our value. Uh, One of the things and the struggles I've had in ministry and— you pick the career, this could fit for any career, that our value and our worth is found in what we do. Mm. And one of the things I've told my daughters recently, because as you said, three teenage daughters. and uh, God so, bless you. So pray for me. Thank you. Uh, Mark can see right now I am a balding man. When we <laughs> more entered, and more every day, <laughs> I think, buddy. <laughs> when we entered the teen years, I had a little bit more hair than I currently <laughs> I'm do. I'm sure but, you uh, did. Uh, one of the things I, I tell my family, I when I wake up in the morning, I say, I'm sorry. I call home sometime around noon, I say, I'm sorry. And before we go to bed, I say, <laughs> just to cover all my bases. Um, but, uh, yeah, one of the things I, I tell my daughters, as they're choosing what they're going to do as a career and profession, is, listen, I'm going to support you in, in what you choose to do. But I care more about who you are than what you do. And I think that's, that's the same with our God. He looks at it and says, yeah, I care more about who you are, your character, than, than what you choose to do, right? And so my worth and my value, and one of the things I've had to learn throughout ministry, that my worth and value is not found in, in my job. It's not found in that, the fact that thinking unhealthily so, that God somehow needs me uh, to accomplish his purpose. No, he chooses to invite me into that. And what I do flows out of who I am. So God chooses to give me worth and value. Um, I bring nothing to the table on that. The value that I have is all about who God says I am. Um, he's redeemed me. He saved me. He's invited me into a relationship. So meaning really flows out of our relationship with God.
1: So much in that is just the truth. I mean, it's really all truth, but so much in that really hits me and I know is going to hit our listeners as we're on the Forum show with Kyle Glenn, campus pastor at Sun Valley Tempe. I think so often in my life, Kyle, and you just said this, is that we get so fixated on really we're human doings and we're not. We're human beings. And it's really understanding this paradigm shift in our minds and our hearts that our very essence of who we are is we are created in the image of God, that God looks at us in marvels. He looks at us as a mago Dei, in his image, as his masterpiece, and yet so often I get fixated on what my business card says, or the accolades, or the task, or the things that I do, and yet for you as you have these conversations with your daughters, who yes, they are teenage amazing daughters, and as I have these conversations with myself and the listeners that are with us right now on the form show, how do you continually position yourself when you wake up in the morning and you have that quiet time and then throughout your day to really keep reminding yourself that your purpose, that your value, that your identity really comes from understanding how God sees you and understanding who you are in Christ. Like, what are some specific things that you do as you talk to your teenage daughters or position yourself in your own life to really frame that out well, to really remind yourself who you are in this meaning and purpose and ways that you live for something bigger than yourself?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. We're, we're forgetful beings. And so daily there's a rhythm that God talks about in scripture that early in the morning I will rise. Um, that daily I need to be reminded of who I am because we forget. And so for me, just personally, some practical things, the beauty of this is it may look different for you, Mark, and all of our listeners, but for me, about an hour and a half of, of time where I'm investing in in me so that
1: I thought you were gonna say an hour and a half time of prayer every day. And I was like, Kyle That's two I hours. I'm so prayer. not worthy. Just kidding. <laughs> of where you are, brother. No, no. Not, okay, a, keep going. Not an hour and a half for prayer. <laughs> not an hour and a half for Bible
0: study. But <laughs> but there is some time spent in God's word. Whether it's a devotional or I'm I'm reading some scripture. Uh, there's some time I'm reading uh, from from other authors, uh, books, or Christian authors, and sometimes even uh, reading articles and things I may not necessarily agree with, but I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to learn on. Mm-hmm. And then the, that third half hour is activity, so exercise. I love to hike. I continue to find new trails here in the Phoenix Valley of going out early in the morning, as as it gets warmer out as we head into
1: summer, rattlesnake season as well.
0: Earlier and earlier, you know, before it's hundred degrees, you got to be out there at four a.m. Yeah. Uh, but just to be in in nature, and there's something healthy about you know getting that heart rate up. And now I'm connecting, uh, but but time in time in the word. Uh, time reading. And then in the, on those hikes and those activities, being able to pray and maybe listen to some worship music. Those are some of the things that before um, I go throughout the day, I center myself, uh, remind myself who I am. And then two questions just real quick that I'll go through in the mornings. What's God saying to me? Mm-hmm. So that's the wisdom side of it. And then the second half of that, Mark, is what is God asking me to do? Uh, so a lot of times, as followers of Jesus, we end with that first question. Well, this is what God said. This is what I heard in a message. This is what I heard on the podcast. This is what I heard in the sermon, and then it ends there. And God never intends it for it to end there. Uh, it's you know more about Bible doing than Bible study, mm-hmm. and so the second half of that is courage. The wisdom side, God, what are you asking me to do? And the second half is now what are you asking, you know, what are you saying to me? The wisdom side, second half, what are you asking me to do about it? Uh, Two really important things. This is what I heard from you, God. This is what I, but God's never just going to tell us stuff just to tell us stuff. Mm -hmm. He, He wants there to be action, movement. We grow out of our, outside of our comfort zone. Growth always happens outside comfort zone. So you think about the most significant times in our life that we've grown. It's not when everything's just smooth and normal and status quo. It's it's when God is stretching us. So those are just a couple of things in my rhythm, of of my life.
1: Those are great, and I know we have a, a mutual friend Scott Wright out, and I know obviously this this prayer that really echoes what you just shared. He would share this at, at Sun Valley with the pastoral staff, and this is going back maybe six, seven years ago. Mm. His prayer was, and it's exactly what you just said, and it really has resonated deeply with me as well, his prayer in the morning and throughout the day was this, God, give me the wisdom to know the right things to do today and then the courage to go out and do those things. Absolutely. And that really does frame a great question that really the, this beautiful audience that's here with us today We need to be asking ourselves these questions. I remember, gosh, going back when I was first at Scottsdale Bible Church, and I'm just fresh out of college, and I remember in one of my first small groups, I started really challenging myself with a very similar question, Kyle. And I would ask the group, even after a small group setting, I would ask him this question, what do you feel like God's teaching you right now and showing you, and then what do you think he's asking you to do? with that knowledge that he's given you and those precepts and those truths he's given you. And it was like there was crickets in the room. I mean, here we are, guys. We just finished a small group study, and yet the action part, the go and do part, a lot of times in a lot of our lives, sometimes we don't ask those really important questions. God, what are you teaching me? What are you showing me? And right now, as you listen in, that's really my heart. God's just putting it on, on my heart right now to say, what is God showing you right now in your life? And then as Kyle just said, what is he asking you to go out and do? What's that courage piece to go out and do? Because God's always asking us, he's always wanting us and challenging us to really stretch ourselves. And those are the moments of exponential growth that we have in our spiritual life. It's not about, there's really only two choices, you're either growing or you're dying. Mm. And when I look in the mirror, that's kind of the reality, sober mindedness, that I need to ask myself: Am I growing right now spiritually, or am I dying? Because there really is no—it's lukewarm in the middle. So there really is no lukewarmness that leads to really growth. I'm dying at that point. So I love that question, Kyle.
0: Yeah, Mark. Somewhere, somewhere along the line in church community, we've equated growth with a class. Mm. We've equated discipleship with knowledge. Uh, We we heard a great message, and now somehow I look more like Christ because I have more knowledge, even though I haven't done anything about it. I I have heard so many messages, and and I've read some great books, and I I continue to be fed that I'm almost to the point where I know what, for the rest of my life, if I never learn anything else about the Christian life, I've got plenty to go and do. I've got plenty to work on, to implement, And, uh, I'll, I'll give you a picture that I'm sure your listeners will really appreciate. But this idea of spiritual constipation that I have learned so much, God is not interested in our, our head knowledge and how much we know he's interested in, am I following Jesus? Because to follow Jesus means movement. Mm. He's moving. And, uh, sometimes I I think, well, I'm just going to stay where I am and, uh, somehow think I've learned a, a whole lot of things, but I haven't done anything with that. Uh, there, there, was a, there was growing up in the home that I grew up in, there was a little plaque on the wall in our kitchen, and uh, maybe some of your listeners have, have this in your home currently, but it said this, this little quote, only one life will soon be passed, only what is done for Christ will last. And it's not what you know, it's not what you've learned, it's not how many books you've read, how many sermons you've listened to. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I think the great uh, sadness at the end of life and you and I have both met with people at the end of their life. And uh, as I'm 45 now, so you know it becomes more apparent the older we get. I think about um, the grief of regret and we come to the end of our life. And did I do everything that God asked me to do? And I think the great regret is looking back and saying, no, no, I, I didn't. Um, you know, to live life with risk and to take chances and to step out of the boat and to leave shore. um, Yeah. Are you going to fail? Absolutely. The scriptures that I read full of people who've made tremendous mistakes. Yes. Uh, But as I step out of the boat, faith grows. And uh, to live following Jesus, to live on you know, the side of risk. Now now there's wisdom in that risk. But, you know, the second question, Mark, you asked me to kind of consider mm-hmm. is that what is my mission? Yeah. What is our mission? What's Dive your mission, or our listener's mission? And that I'm going to take the responsibility side. So the first question had everything to do with relationship, relationship with God, relationship with each other. The second question has everything to do with responsibility. So God uh, what are you asking me to do? God has given each and every one of us a purpose. It's going to look different. It's going to be played out differently. Um, and so for me, just kind of a purpose statement, a mission statement that I kind of live by is to follow Jesus by living life to the fullest and helping others to do the same. Mm. It comes from a passage, John 10.10, 10, where the best way to live life, there's a lot of different ways we can live life. Uh, the best way to live life is following Jesus. And the beauty of that, Mark, is it's not scripted. It doesn't look the same uh, for every person. But I believe it's the greatest adventure that this world has to offer is following Jesus. It's not the easiest. It doesn't mean everything's going to be great. It means there's going to be some really hard times. How do I know that? When Jesus leaves earth, he says, I'm going to give you a comforter. He would not give us a comforter if he knew life was going to be comfortable. He knew we were going to need some comfort. He knew when he left things were going to get really hard. And for you, for me, for our listeners that may be going through really hard things. Jesus says, "I'm going to send you somebody greater and to be able to do more and give you more power through the Holy Spirit." So the Holy Spirit's to provide to provide comfort. But then to follow Jesus again uh to do hard things. My dad, growing up, one of the things he says: try to do something hard every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I've since then I've I've tried to adopt do it first thing in the morning, get it out of the way. But do something hard every day. What that does, it challenges you, it, it stretches us, it it allows us to grow. Uh, there was a book years ago written by a couple teenagers called "Do Hard Things." That's right. I think Mark, you had that yeah. on your shelf and something you worked through when you were leading students. Just a few things um, when it came to, to doing hard things. Always rebel against low expectations. People have low expectations. Uh, it, it, people in your life will expect the status quo from you. Rebel against that. S- the highest expectations for you should be the expectations that you put on yourself. Um, some different ways to do hard things. Step out of your comfort zone. That can be... I don't know what that will look like for for your listeners. Uh, last year, I had, had the opportunity to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Never in a thousand years would I have thought I'd be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. But the invitation came. And so for all of us, when invitations come, pray through those and think, God, what are you doing? How can I join you in what you're doing in my life? Sometimes we we'd immediately dismiss some of those crazy ideas that either— you know, we we think about or God puts in us or invitations that come along the way. But I love to hike. And the the climb, Mount Kilimanjaro climb, had everything to do with raising awareness for gender-based violence, raising funds and awareness. And I thought, what a great opportunity uh, to live bigger than myself. And very, you know, God very well maybe asked me to do this uh, to help women that maybe I will never meet. And so do things that will stretch you outside your comfort zone. Do things that are beyond what is expected or required, things that are too big to accomplish alone, things that don't have an immediate payoff, and finally, things that challenge the cultural norm. So what would it look like to follow Jesus, to live radically, crazy, wild? You know, Again, the greatest adventure in life is following Jesus. What would it look like to follow him outside of you know, the norm, the status quo?
1: You know what, for me, Kyle, as you share all that, so much of it resonates so deeply. And I think really even your life first. when you think about Jesus makes this beautiful promise to all of us, all of you listening, and he makes this promise that we are to have an abundant life in Christ. Mm. And yet so many times when I ask myself this question or I ask a friend, hey, on a scale of one to ten, 10 being this abundant, full life in Christ that's promised to us in the Gospel of John, and zero being a life that really is very lukewarm where we don't experience much joy and don't remember the last time we had really joy and abundance in our relationship with Jesus. Most men that I've asked that question to, they actually scale themselves, Kyle, Some are like two or three. And then I go on to ask, well, why do you think that is? And this is a promise that Jesus has made, and I think you just really hit, on a central part of why I think people aren't experiencing and why at times I'm not experiencing this abundant life is because at times we don't take the risk. And I remember even at Sun Valley, when Sun Valley Community Church, we put together really these values, and values dictate all of our behavior, but there were these key values as a church and as teams of pastors and leaders that we were going to really adhere to and really live out our behaviors And one of those values, I think, really is catalytic and pushing people to experience this abundant life. And as Kyle encouraged you and challenged you all in the same breath, the reality is here's the value. We have a big God, so we take big risk, and we trust him with Mm -hmm. the results. We have this big God, and I think really the beautiful, beautiful place that all of us are today is this. Trust God. Ask God, what are you asking me to do right now to step out in faith, to step out of the boat, as Kyle said, and say, what are the opportunities I have right now? And even praying for these opportunities to say, what are the areas in my life? What are the risks that I can take? Calculated risks with prayer and counsel and, of course, risks that really fit in the framework of God's Word. But what are these risks? What are the things that God's asking me to do to really stretch myself a little bit? to really challenge myself a little bit. And that's the beauty, I think, of really finding your mission and finding your purpose is the responsibility, as Kyle said, to really go out and do great things for God. To say, God, where do you want me to serve you? How can I do exponentially more than I'm doing right now to have a kingdom mindset? So I love that, Kyle. If you just want to maybe like for a minute, just kind of close your thoughts Thanks so much for being here. But I yeah, just close out, kind of the final thought, and then send it back to me to finish the show out.
0: Yeah, the mission, the whole idea of the mission. Uh, just a few practical things. I try to say yes as often as I can. Mm. Uh, say yes to your spouse. Say yes to your kids. Priority wise, relationship wise, spouse most important. More than most important, more than any other relationship you have. Good. Then followed by your kids. So say yes as often as possible. I think what you just hit, the fact that. Men, you know, women, we really struggle with true friendships. Why is that? Uh, real, authentic manhood. Uh, real men are real, mm. and uh, I think that's so important. That so often we think we've got to put a put a facade on and wear a mask and an image, you know. And uh, maybe the risk for our listeners today is just to begin to be real so often in our church cultures we we're not real. And so that that'd be the challenge, Mark, just to to be
1: real. It's really good. I always say it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Myself, Kyle Glenn, the listeners be authentic. Be real with the people that you love and trust around you. Thanks so much for tuning into the Form Show every Monday right here KPXQ Faith Talk. Mark Lucas, have a fantastic Monday. We'll see you next week. Take care.